Did you know that January is known as Divorce Month? That's a depressing fact that actually may drive you to drink. Lori Paris is a lawyer with Shulman and Partners, and she's been on the show before. She's back again. Lori, welcome to the program. Good to have you on. Hi, how are you? I'm great. So uh, lawyers like you have seen a significant increase in divorce inquiries during the initial lockdown. People were, you know, coming to you in wave one of the pandemic and asking you, uh, you know, how we go about actually getting out of this thing I got into. How's the pandemic affected the number of people seeking divorce as we've moved on through subsequent waves? Have you seen a change I, I think that the the increase has been fairly consistent. Um, I the the pandemic has created um, a lot of difficulties for people, you know, emotionally, mentally, physically, and I think that we're seeing that these uh, these issues that people are facing as a result of the pandemic, the difficulties that the pandemic has caused, is now starting to fall into relationships as well, and whether it's starting to cause problems in relationships or starting to reveal problems in relationships, it seems that, you know, as you you might even be able to correlate if we actually broke down the numbers, correlate it with kind of the lockdowns or the the more restrictive measures that we see that we're seeing, you know, somewhat that the the influx and and inquiries that we're getting are coinciding with with the more restrictive measures that that are, are more burdensome on people and forcing people to be, you know, kind of locked up in their homes with spouses that perhaps they don't get along with. Do you have those numbers? I I don't personally have those numbers. It might be something that we could that we could possibly uh, that we could possibly look into and figure out. But I mean, generally speaking, over over the course of the pandemic, we definitely have seen uh, seen an increase. And and one thing that we've noticed is mm-hmm. usually, um, you know, come January, you see a big spike. December around the holidays, usually people aren't trying to pursue divorces. It's not you know you're, you're trying to be in a more of a happier state around the holidays. We ne- didn't necessarily see a drop in calls. Um, around the holidays, which is something that was we were previously seen prior to the pandemic. Um, so now come this January, it's it's not to say that we're not receiving the same amount of calls uh, that we usually would see in January. It's just it's not the same jump uh, from right. December to January that we that we used to see. And do you think that's become of, of the pandemic? Like normally I would imagine that's from, you know, people making resolutions and wanting a new fresh start. They finally say, well, this isn't working. I'm making a change. I'm going to seek a divorce as of January. My life is going to change. But through the pandemic, we've been examining, we've had a lot of time to sit at home, uh, whether we're busy at home, but it's just a lot of time in the same place to start to really truly reflect on where you want your life to go. Absolutely. I think that, you know, generally throughout the year, um, you know, around the holidays, you try to be, even if things are going, you know, badly in life around the holidays, you try to be more hopeful, you try to be more positive. And then, you know, come the new year, you really want to shed all of the negativity from the from the prior year. I think that people have been engaging in those types of, um, you know, kind of self-talks throughout the pandemic. I don't think that it has been, we're, we're seeing that same thing kind of like new year, new me. I yeah. feel that people are, are, are starting to have those discussions with themselves anytime. And, um, and that's why, again, we're not, we're not really seeing that big jump come January, that new year, new me sentiment. I think people are, are starting to kind of um, implore uh, or, or sorry, explore, uh, you know, prior to the, prior to the new year at, at all times, just saying, you know, I'm in a rut right now. I need to get out of it. Um, the climate, you know, the climate out in the outside world isn't great. The climate in my home isn't great. And I just need, I need a fresh start, whether it be January, December, March, whatever, whatever it may be. I know the pandemic became kind of a magnifying lens 
on the uh, problems in people's relationships. But I wonder if that even needed to happen because I think all the time you're spending at home, you might start to trip on those lumpy rugs. You know, the people that sweep everything under the carpet. And I think people do that. And then they need one big stressor to blow things up and finally realize, okay, I can't do this anymore. Is there a gender that's more likely to initiate the process of divorce that you, you know, uh, in this pandemic? I wouldn't say so. I, I don't think that I've, that I've noticed, uh, I've noticed anything, you know, g- gender wise. Um, I definitely do think that one of, one of the things that we're noticing is that, yes, a lot of the, the issues that are coming up are ones that were simply slept, swept under the rug. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have busy lives in, uh, you know, in our, in our, in our society. We're able to kind of mask the issues that we're dealing with at home with staying busy, you know, going to work, working long hours, getting out, going to restaurants, staying social, et cetera. So it's very easy to ignore the issues that you have at home, um, especially in the initial in the initial phase of the lockdown when you know most people were home for about uh, you know about three months. You couldn't avoid there wasn't you didn't have those same um, uh, uh, outlets to avoid the issues <laughs> that you were dealing with at home. So it, it really really did bring things to the surface. Uh, and the what thing things that- were punctuated? I would say, um, you know, any sort of kind of underlying issues in terms of getting along. So, you know, right. let's say you diverged with respect to even even um, beliefs on the pandemic. You know, we, we know that there's a lot of uh, polarized opinions on how to on, on the pandemic itself. You know, some people believe in it. Some people don't believe in it. Uh, vaccine versus non-vaccine. So even those types of issues kind of people fundamentally disagreeing on on the pandemic itself were, were some of the issues that we're seeing in terms of how you're dealing with children, you know, going back to school or not going back to school, uh, questions like that. Uh, financial issues started to come to the surface. You know, let's say, for example, if somebody got laid off and, you know, people were in a situation where they believe that we're in a good situation, we can, we can weather this storm. It's only going to be a couple of months. This is only temporary. And then, you know, all of a sudden you get laid off and you realize, oh, no, we're not in that great of a financial situation. So you were seeing a lot of financial secrets uh, coming to the surface as well, where, you know, people believe they were in a situation that they weren't, uh, that they weren't actually in. And they started to realize the true reality of their, of their finances. You, you may not be seeing as many requests uh, as you do normally for uh, divorces uh, in January because you've been seeing them throughout the pandemic. But I think it's interesting um, the information that I was reading where you say that divorces have become more complicated and acrimonious. Can you tell us how proceedings have changed throughout this pandemic and if you were shocked by this? Yeah. So one thing I think that has uh, that has created some difficulties um, and and increased the conflict is actually the delays that we've seen in the courts. And I mean, it's it's nobody's fault. Um, this is unfortunately just a situation that we have to deal with. Um, obviously, there's been lockdowns in the courts. There's been limited operations in the courts, and that has led to uh, delayed delayed dates and delayed resolutions. So what happens is is that you know we're seeing that there's a gap of time between you know especially in in high conflict situations. It, it does become very high helpful to have that court intervention, that voice of reason, um, being able to speak to a judge and get an opinion on your matter to help lead you to a resolution. If now, you know, before we were seeing dates, let's say within three months, now you're waiting six months to a year before you see a date. Well, now you have that six months to a year where your lawyer is going to try and negotiate for you. But if the conflict is very high and you're not able to kind of reason with your client, um, that, that gap in time only 
serves to further exasperate um, and increase the conflict. And uh, and 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 we're we're definitely seeing that those delays in the court in the court is is adding to the conflict. Um, something else that we're noticing is that it's it's becoming very difficult to reason with clients. And I don't I, I you know hmm. I can't really pinpoint exactly what the reason behind that is. I mean, it is something that we've noticed has has become more difficult since the since the onset of the pandemic. Um, you know, in my view, if I could make if I could make a best guess, I would say that it's probably related to the fact that people are just angry right now. You know, life is hard. It's it's we're we're dealing with something that's unprecedented that we've never dealt with before. And you know, dealing with a pandemic on top of a divorce, um, you know, you can only imagine how emotional people are, how angry they are, and it does become it has become more difficult for us to kind of reason with people and, and, and help them to see the light and help them to see, you know, the cost benefit of, of moving forward with things and, and, you know, trying to avoid conflict and, 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 and save time and, and, and start, you know, start fresh without fighting it out to the, to the death, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I, w- I would imagine there are some people listening in the car thinking, oh, you've got to be kidding. There's a lawyer talking about avoiding conflict. <laughs> I mean, don't they want to drag it out as long as possible? I mean, yeah, like that's, that's the, that's the perception that, that people have of family lawyers. And, and listen, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say that there aren't lawyers out there that, that perhaps do that. Um, but that's not, that's not our aim. I mean, at the end of the day, divorce people like the, we, there's no shortage of, of people with, with family conflict, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, at the end of the day, it's not our job to capitalize off of, off of people's misfortunes, but simply to help them navigate the situation. It is not enjoyable for me to deal with people's petty fighting. Uh, that is not something that I like to take home with me and, and in fairness, and I can't speak for all family lawyers out there, but it's not worth the money. Um, I am much more satisfied at the end of the day when I feel like I've helped someone find a solution, whether it be that that means less money in my pocket, it doesn't, it doesn't make a difference to me. So I, I would hope that most family lawyers have that sentiment. I know that there, are, there is kind of that bad stigma um, around it, but you know, in my view, I, I don't think that's not, we don't need to do that to make money. There's, there's, there's a, a, a load of, of people who have family issues and that, that need the assistance of a family lawyer. So we don't need to capitalize off of increasing the conflict. What's your advice to people right now that are um, deciding it's time to make a change? Cost benefit is a very, very important uh, way to look at uh, at family law issues. Um, you have things that you are legally entitled to, and then you have uh, you, you sorry you can look at things from the from the perspective of what I'm legally entitled to, and you can also look at it from perspective of what makes sense to pursue. Uh, at the end of the day, life is hard right now. Um, dealing with a separation is very difficult. It's it's probably some of the most difficult uh, times that people can you know account in their life. Trying to find a quick and easy way to get it done, um, and again looking at it from a cost benefit perspective, is this worth it? And not only from a financial perspective, but also from an emotional perspective, time, um, and again being able to move forward with your life. Um, so I always recommend to my clients try to be reasonable. Try to figure out what your bottom line is. What can you live with and move on with? And can we fi- try to craft a settlement that is around that without having you have to expend so much money with me, have to, ex- uh, you know, go to the court, waste all this time um, and be stuck in the separation for, you know, you want to leave a marriage. You don't want to be stuck, uh, like end a relationship and then be fighting it out for another five years. Right. So, um, you know, we try to just just try to be reasonable. Try to see if there's alternative options. We always recommend mediation or arbitration if if it's if it's a viable option. Um, but really, right now, trying to find that reasonable solution, one that you can live with without with avoiding as much conflict and and, and time as possible, is is probably the best advice I could give. Laura, thanks so much for joining us. I really appreciate your time today. 
Thanks, Kelly. Have a great day. You too. Laura Paris is a lawyer with Schulman and Partners.